Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program provided by Living Stream Ministry and featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. These two were faithful slaves of the Lord during their entire Christian lives and have become patterns to us of ones that counted all things lost on account of Christ. Witness Lee completed his most comprehensive work called the Life Study of the Bible just before going to be with the Lord in 1997. This program combines short excerpts from his original speaking, along with some of our own comments and fellowship. And as always, we'd like to hear from you with your thoughts or answer any questions that might arise while you're listening. We'll repeat this contact information at the end of the program, but if you have a pen right now, jot down our toll-free number, which is 888-LIFE-STUDY, 888-543-3788. Or you can reach us by email to radio at lsm.org. Now, let's join today's program. The Gospel of Mark ends with the Lord's ascension. So what is the Lord Jesus doing now that he has resurrected and ascended? In order to find out what the Lord is doing after his ascension, we need the book of Acts. Acts chapter 1 verse 5 says, For John baptized with water, but you shall be baptized in the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. This is Matt Miller with Francis Ball for some fellowship today on the baptism of the Holy Spirit in the book of Acts. Welcome back, Francis. Thank you very much, Matt. It's always good to be with you on one of these programs especially today. Yeah, we we're really, we were talking before the program, we really have a special program today, don't yes, we? Yes, it really is. I think it'll be a real help to many of the listeners. Francis, in Acts chapter 1, the Lord talks about the disciples experiencing the Holy Spirit coming upon them. But by this time, they had already received the Holy Spirit, hadn't they, Francis? According to John chapter 20, yes, we have to say yes, they did receive the Holy Spirit because the resurrected Christ breathed into them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. But this is another aspect of the Holy Spirit that we'll see today. And I feel like this is very, very important for all of us to realize these two aspects that we will cover today. In brief, Francis, can you give a short summary of these two aspects, and then we'll go to Witness Lee. You know, someone told me once when we do these radio programs that they figured us out, that we come on here and we say what Witness Lee's going to say, and then Witness Lee comes on and says it, and then we come and talk about it again. But, you know, it's not a bad thing to repeat, is it? I should say not. This is something that needs a lot of repetition. There's a lot of misunderstanding about receiving the Holy Spirit and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And we're going to talk about, Witness Lee will talk about, we will talk also about the two aspects of the Spirit. The essential aspect, that means he's life to us. When the Spirit was breathed into those disciples on the resurrection morning, that put God's life into them, the Spirit as life to them. And then we'll see in Acts, there is another aspect of the receiving the Holy Spirit called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. 
And I think it's very important that we see the distinction between these two things in order for us to be clear about the Spirit's activity or Jesus Christ's activity as the Spirit throughout the book of Acts and throughout the rest of the New Testament. Very good, Francis. We're actually in the life study of Mark. This is a life study of Mark radio program, but the way the book of Mark ends is with the Lord's ascension, his resurrection and ascension. So I think Witness Lee's uh, point here is what happened to the Lord after he died and resurrected? What is his continuation? And it's key to understand these two aspects of the Spirit, the baptism of the Spirit outwardly, economically, and also the breathing of the Spirit into us essentially. Let's go to Witness Lee for, for more on this, and then we'll come back and fellowship more to break. Tonight, we have to spend quite much time to look into the continuation of Jesus. Mark ends at his ascension. Now, after his resurrection and ascension in Acts, we could see what still continue to go on. In the first chapter, this resurrected Christ charged the disciples to uh, remain in Jerusalem, to wait for one thing. For what one thing? For the baptism in the Holy Spirit. In other words, for the Spirit to descend upon them. Now, before Acts chapter 1, didn't the disciples receive the Holy Spirit? In John chapter 20, the Lord's resurrection day. In the morning, the Lord's resurrected. And in the night, he came back to his disciples. And he breathed upon his disciples and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit there is likened to the bread. Right? We all know. Bread is something within, and is something related to inner life. They received the Holy Spirit as bread into them for their life. But after 50 days, and the Pentecost, I tell you, the Spirit came upon the disciples as what? As a rushing wind, a strong wind. We all know the difference between bread and a strong wind. The bread is for life within, and the wind is for power without. Okay, Francis, that's a good stopping point. The spirit as wind is for power without, and the spirit breathed in as life is for life within. I think we better talk about the difference between the spirit as life within and the spirit without for power. Well, the time would help us to realize that there is a difference. The Spirit as life within was what happened to the disciples. They got God's life within as the Spirit when Jesus Christ in resurrection breathed on them and said, Receive you the Holy Spirit. And then the economical Spirit, as we will see, is the the Spirit baptizing the believers these same believers, you might say outwardly, the Spirit inwardly is essential for life. 
the Spirit outwardly is for power. That means the power of the Spirit would be upon these brothers as they would spread this news everywhere, even says to the uttermost part of the earth. So I really see we have to make a strong distinction between the two aspects of the Holy Spirit. So many Christians are confused because they think they need to receive the Holy Spirit after they've already received the Holy Spirit, and they're wondering why. So I hope this morning's program will really answer that question for many of our listeners. You know, in the radio program that we're going to do today, Francis, we don't really have time to get into the details of this, but but I want to ask you in brief, uh, the, the printed life study actually breaks down two lines in the whole book of Acts. There's one line uh, talking about the disciples being full of the Spirit for power, and it uses there's many verses in the book of Acts that talk about this aspect of the Spirit for power without. And then there's another line that talks about being full of the Spirit for life, essentially. And it might help to give a few of those examples now. I don't think Witness Lee is going to actually get into that. But, for example, I have one in mind uh, with Stephen. It says he was full of the Spirit. The ones that were selected were full of the Spirit. To be full of the Spirit means you have received the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, because when he resurrected from the dead, he became, according to 1 Corinthians 15, he became a life-giving spirit. So we have him as life by his breath in resurrection. That's recorded in John chapter 20, as we mentioned earlier. But now we need to see in Acts, this is a purpose here is to promote this truth about Christ's death and resurrection and bring people to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, receive the Spirit as life, and now to exercise their spirit, which is made alive, in a powerful way. This is what we call and what the Bible calls the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So I hope we can see the distinction between the two and the necessity for both. Well, very good. Let's go back to Witness Lee, and then we'll come back and touch this point more after we take another break. Here's Witness Lee. The Lord Jesus, he was conceived and born of the Holy Spirit. Then, when he was 30 years of age, coming out to minister, he was baptized in the Holy Spirit. After his water baptism, the Holy Spirit descended upon him. For the Lord Jesus to be conceived and born of the Spirit, that is essential, essential for the Lord to have the Spirit descending upon him 30 years later. This is economical. The Holy Spirit for the Lord's conception, that was essential because that Holy Spirit became the very essence of the Lord's being. So it was essential. And the Lord was born of that essence. So he was born a God-man. He had the divine essence of the conceiving Holy Spirit. He also had the human essence of the Virgin Mary. He had two essences. So he was a God-man. He was both God and man. He was a complete God and the perfect man. That was for his being. 
That is altogether essential. Then up to the age of 30 years, he came out to minister. He needed the Spirit of God to descend upon him, not essentially, but economically. And this is for God's economy, not for his existence. For his existence, he needed the Holy Spirit essentially to be his divine essence. Now, for God's economy, for him to carry out God's economy, he needed the Holy Spirit to descend upon him. So this is the economical spirit. Okay, Francis, these terms, uh, economical spirit upon him and essential spirit for his existence, these terms may be new terms for some of our listeners. And I think, although we've been talking about these two aspects of the spirit, we're adding these two words in, essential and economical. I think let's, let's define them a little bit before we go on. Well, it's one thing, Matt, to have something that's essential. That means without this thing, you have nothing. So in order for Jesus to be God, he needed the Holy Spirit. He needed God as life. As a man, he received God as life because he was born of God. And he needed also to carry out a certain plan, a certain economy. And so he needed the economical spirit for to carrying out his economy on the earth. Now, this is what we're going to talk about today and how it affects us in our experience as those that believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. We need both these aspects to be clear to us. Essentially, when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, his life came into us as the Spirit, and he became our life. And that is an essential matter. Without that, we have nothing. But with that, we have something that's very essential for us to be a Christian. We are Christians by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. We are regenerated. We are born of God when we receive Christ as our Savior. It becomes our experience. That's the essential spirit, and that's what we all must have in order to be called a Christian. But for us to do something in God and to have him do something in us— We need an economical aspect of the Spirit, the power to carry out a certain kind of plan and God's intention. So this is really what we're talking about today. These two aspects of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, breathed into the disciples and also at the same time, we will see, breathed into all the believers. And then economically, the Spirit came upon the disciples in the book of Acts. And that was to carry out God's intention and fulfill his economy. So we need these two, or we are just empty vessels. Essentially, we have him. And economically, if we see this, we'll realize also we have this spirit. We have this spirit in the both aspects, for life and for work, or for economy. That's pretty clear, Francis. I appreciate your sharing that. And uh, it reminded me of when the Lord's was born and conceived in his incarnation. The gospel says that he was conceived of the Holy Spirit. Yes. That was for his existence. That was for him to have a life, to be God incarnate. He was conceived of the Holy Spirit. But then when he began his ministry, he had to 
have the baptism by John where the Spirit as the dove came upon him economically for the work. It's really a good picture with the Lord, but it's also true with us. Yes. We are the continuation of his history. Well, let's go back, and, and I think the timing of all this is important, and this is where a lot of confusion comes in with many of the Christians, where they think that it's another point in time where they receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit economically, but that's not the case. We received the baptism of the Holy Spirit at the time we were saved, the same time we received the essential spirit. And that's what we're going to see in this final portion with Witness Lee. Let's go back to him now for the conclusion of today's life study. The disciples received the Holy Spirit in John 20, essentially, for their spiritual being, for their spiritual existence. Before John 20, that means before the Lord Jesus' death and resurrection, did they have the spiritual being? No. They had the natural, fallen being. They had the fleshly being. You see, even they heard the Lord's word about his death and resurrection, they didn't hear. They were still fighting to be greater than one another. That was before the death and resurrection of the Lord Jesus. But after resurrection, in Acts 1, you have their spiritual being, their spiritual existence. You can see their spiritual existence in chapter 1 of Acts. No more fighting. Very, very spiritual. But they still needed the economical spirit. They still needed the Holy Spirit to descend upon them economically. And this happened under the Pentecost. Let me check with you, brothers and sisters. Please tell me, when did you receive the Holy Spirit essentially? And when did you receive the Spirit economically? You know, I like to uh, use the purchase of a house as an illustration. Suppose you brothers bought a house 10 years ago. Now you're married. You have a wife. And after two years, you will have a boy. And after another two years, you will have a girl. You tell me when your wife and your boy and your girl bought that house. When the husband, when the father bought the house, the wife bought already. And the children bought already. Now... When did you buy the house? Spiritually speaking. When Peter bought it. The early disciples were our representatives. We participate in their receiving because they were our representative. Hallelujah. Now, let me tell you. Whenever a sinner believes in the Lord Jesus, right away he has the share in these two things, in the Lord's baptizing and in the Lord's breathing. You shouldn't divide the spirit into two. He's not two spirits. He's one spirit. One spirit for essence, one spirit for economy, one spirit for your spiritual essence, and one spirit also for God's economy. The first aspect is essential, and the second is economical. Hallelujah. And we have both. 
Well, Francis, hallelujah, we have both. (laughs) Amen. It's important to realize, I think, that there are two aspects of the Spirit, the essential and the economical, and that it's just one Spirit. It's not two different Spirits. And that the believers in Christ have received the Spirit already. Just the other day, Francis, I was talking to a believer, and and he was describing his confusion because someone had told him that he needed to receive the Spirit after he was already saved. So this created a confusion to him. Why is it so important for our Christian life and experience to understand this? Well, Matt, it's very important that we understand these two aspects of the Spirit because they both have been accomplished, and we receive the Spirit. Uh, Matter of fact, the Bible says that the Lord Jesus in resurrection became a life-giving Spirit. So he was giving life, and he gave life to the disciples on his resurrection. And those disciples received the Holy Spirit as life in the uh, essential aspect on that morning of resurrection. And then a period of time later, in the book of Acts, when it's recorded they were together, he told them they would be baptized with the Holy Spirit of promise. And that meant they would receive the economical spirit. And they did receive the economical spirit. And that was, as the illustration that Brother Lee used about buying a house, that was accomplished there on the day of Pentecost for the economical spirit. And it was accomplished in John chapter 20 for the essential spirit. So we are really participants of the Spirit. The Spirit is just one Holy Spirit, but He is, in two aspects, He has been made ours. Essentially, by our receiving Christ, we received all that Christ had accomplished through His death and resurrection. And by being with the body of Christ in the uh, reality of what was depicted first there in Acts chapter 2, when the baptism of the Holy Spirit was promised by the Lord Jesus, that was the second aspect of the Spirit that we all received at the same time. So when I received Christ as my Savior and my Lord, I received the essential Spirit, and I also received the economical Spirit. Although I might not have been aware of it, as the revelation unfolds, I realized what all I received because it was already poured out. He was already poured out in his death and resurrection for me to have his life. And he was already poured out on the disciples in an economical way for the carrying out of God's purpose on the earth in an economical way. So I praise the Lord that I have received the Spirit. And the Spirit is just Jesus Christ in resurrection and in ascension. Now he is poured out on his body, and I received him in Peter, who opened up the door for the Gentiles in the house of Cornelius, and the Spirit came on that household, and they were all baptized economically in the Spirit. And so I was also in that body. Now I am one under Peter's leadership to have the economical and essential Spirit in me as the Spirit. I thank the Lord that we have really had some light on this through our brother's ministry over these years, that we could realize what all transpired when we were born of God and we received his salvation 
is the essential indwelling as the spirit of life. And now we also realize that we received the economical spirit that we may be available for the Lord to carry out his economy on the earth. Francis, this has been very enjoyable. And I looked over at the clock and realized how much time is flying here. We've, we've run out of time and I can only commend our listeners to the Life Study messages in print because they get into this in more detail. I encourage you, if you have any questions about what you've heard today, to either go online to our website at lsm.org and look at the printed messages that are available from Mark on these detailed uh, matters of the two aspects of the Spirit. Or you can call us at 888-LIFE-STUDY, which is 888-543-3788. Francis, thanks for being here with me today for this program. Thank you for your invitation. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, We hope you'll continue with us as we're reaching the end of the life study of Mark. Uh, You can also send an email to radio at lsm.org. On behalf of Francis Paul, this is Matt Miller. Thanks for listening and stay with us as we continue on with the life study of Mark. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. These programs consist of excerpts from Witness Lee's spoken ministry, along with our discussion and comments, and all focusing on God's heart's desire that we would enjoy Christ as the divine life for man. There are more than 1,700 programs like this one available online free of charge that you can download, stream live, or add to your podcast subscription. Just visit our website, lsmradio.com. That's lsmradio.com. You can also reach us by email, radio at lsm.org. Thanks for listening today.